Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Welcome back to the DK Steelers podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter, here with my friend and co-host, Dale Lolly. Dale, it's been a long week, buddy, but we made it to Friday. How you doing, my man? I'm hanging in there, Chris. I have not uh, gone into the protocol yet, so that's always a plus. <laughs> it certainly has. Uh, now, it just... It's been a crazy – it was a crazy end of this week, too, because I was sitting there typing up my pit story like, <laughs> I'm getting ready to fly to Atlanta in two days. Nope, pit game against Georgia Tech was canceled. All that details are on the website. You can go check that out at dkpittsburghsports.com. But, Dale, COVID has been a concern for the Steelers as well this week. Of course, Vance McDonald, he, uh, it was reported on Monday that he tested positive from a test on Sunday. And, uh, you know, that led to him being out. And then they, they did their close contact tracing. And, of course, Gerald Hawkins, Jalen Samuels, Vince Williams, and the big name, Ben Roethlisberger, all had to sit out this week of practice. But, according to Randy Feekner, looks like Ben should be back. Yeah, he's, he should be back. He has to pass uh, a test uh, today, uh, this morning, and then again tomorrow morning, and then the Steelers will be able to uh, to bring him and the other three guys back, assuming they all, all three uh, pass the test. Um, you know, what they will do, that will get those guys then eligible to go through the walkthrough. Uh, they'll extend the walkthrough uh, time a little bit and make it more like a regular practice, hmm. um, you know, to give Roethlisberger and Vince Williams, who are, you know both should play, uh, a little extra time to to prepare for this game that they you know make make it a little more like a Friday practice uh, on a Saturday. It, it seems very fortunate for the Steelers because on one hand you have Vince Williams, who's the second most tenured player on that defense, and he was drafted in what 2013, and he's been part of it since. Um, and then you have the most tenured player on offense, Ben Roethlisberger. Two guys that know what they're doing, they know the systems they're playing in and uh, should be able to kind of plug back in. They've been doing the virtual meetings. Is there any reason to think that these guys are going to be off, you know, for, from this week? No, not, I mean, not from a, a, a preparation standpoint. Uh, you know, you do just worry about, you know, Roethlisberger and in particular not getting a lot of throws in during the week, that kind of stuff. I mean, you know, his, his uh, deep balls have been off this year, as I detailed on the website uh, this week, uh, just 11 for 35 on passes of 20 or more yards down the field. Uh, but, you know, they, they really don't need to necessarily do that. Just have him play the way he's been playing against the Cincinnati Bengals and uh, get the ball out of his hands quickly. Use his mind to, uh, to, to, you know, to move the offense up and down the field. And that's what we've seen as of late. You know, things weren't working great against the Cowboys. What happened? He started to spread them out, hit them different ways, hit them soft. Same thing was going on with the Ravens. You know, the running game wasn't active in either of those games, and you saw him. He wasn't stepping back and saying, ah, forget it. Claypool's going to go get this. He was saying, okay, what's your weakness? Let's hit you underneath. Let's hit you here. Let's hit you there. And that that's the Ben Roethlisberger we've seen most of this year. It's why the Steelers are, are, are one of the highest-ranked offenses this season. His efficiency, his knowledge of, of both the Steelers system and how to use that in game time, being that field general. 
Yeah, and I get you know it's no different than what we've seen from Drew Brees. Really, no different than what we've seen from Peyton Manning. This is just what older quarterbacks do. They win with their they win with their mind. You know, not everybody is Aaron Rodgers and can you know zip the ball wherever <laughs> they want to. Uh, you know, sixty yards down the field. Again, this is nothing new for Roethlisberger. Uh, you know, he, he completed about 33% of his deep passes in 2018. Mm-hmm. And, oh, by the way, led the league in uh, passing yards that year. A wild thing. Now, Dale, let's get into the injury report as well because uh, there was some, some interesting news there. Juju Smith-Schuster, of course, he didn't practice on Wednesday, but he practiced full on Thursday. That's to be expected. He's, like, doing that every week. But Derek Watt was a full practice for a second day in a row. That's a good sign. Um, Tyson Lulu still limited in practice after, uh, after two days. Uh, Isaiah Bugs was didn't practice on, on Wednesday, did practice a little bit of capacity on Thursday. But the biggest thing for me that I saw, Mike Hilton went from a full practice on Wednesday to a limited practice on Thursday. Do you think Mike Hilton is probably going to miss this game, this game too? Or do you think that was, that was having to do with maybe something else there? I think it may depend on, you know, what happens with, uh, with Joe Mixon for the, for the Bengals. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if it was a uh, surprise that all of a sudden Mike Hilton goes from a full participant to limited when the, you know, the Steelers find out that Joe Mixon was not practicing Wednesday and then did not practice again on Thursday. I don't know if I, I don't, I don't really expect a Lulu to play this week. I don't know if I expect uh, Hilton to play either because you might not need them. If, if Mixon doesn't play, the Bengals are going to run the ball about 10 times in this game. Yeah, they're going to run the ball a lot less. They might be some underneath passes to Giovanni Bernard, but that's something the Steelers have been able to defend really well, even without Hilton in the game. They've been pretty good at coming down underneath, helping in coverage, and taking that away. And you're right. If they're just running the ball, the Bengals have shown when Bernard's in there, they're not just going to hand the ball off to him the way they do when Joe Mixon's playing. Yeah, I mean, he's he's more of a battering ram, and he's you know he's a good running back. I think he's one of the top five running backs in the league. Um, and it just doesn't look like he's going to play. It doesn't, and uh, that could be end up being fortunate news for the Steelers. Stay tuned for your Friday injury report, y'all. Stay stay out there. Dale will be Dale will, uh, and, and the website will be all over that. We'll be we'll make sure you're up to date going into the game on Sunday about who's playing and who's not on both sides of the ball. We, we we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, it's picks time, and that means we've got to talk about who's going to win, who's going to lose. Of course, we will do the same thing for your Pittsburgh Steelers after this. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, Quick strategic thinking is crucial, and with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown, and through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. on the DK Steelers podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter, here with my friend and co-host, Dale Ollie. Dale, we've got a lot of games to talk about this week, and it should be really exciting. Let's 
kick this off. Well, first of all, I, I think it's important to note, Dale, you talked a lot of smack this year in fantasy football. So much smack about fantasy football. And last week. You won last week. You won by five. You won by five points. Let's yep. not pretend you blew me out. Hey, I didn't um, blow you out. But, but wait, wait, wait. I told you. I told you I was going to walk you down. Now, who has the same record right now? Both of our teams. Who beat you head to head? My team. I told you it was coming, I've lost, man. I've lost five games in a row by a combined 18 points. Wee! I'm gonna be in the playoffs. We'll see where you're at there, Pally. Oh, we're tied to the same record. I'll see you then. <laughs> this, is, this, this is why people come to this podcast for our trash talk. Uh, anyway. <laughs> all right, all right. We gotta get to the picks here. Who won last week's picks? We actually tied. Um wait, I have to go back to those picks. <laughs> I don't even know. This is how much effort I put into this, by the way. <laughs> no, but I remembered we we both we split our picks. All right, pick time. Uh, uh, we got the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at the Carolina Panthers. Dale, the Buccaneers got shellacked by the Saints. The Panthers eked, or, you know, almost eked out a win against the, the Chiefs, but they fell up just short. Is this an upset special type of game, or do you think the Buccaneers get back on track? No, nah, the Buccaneers are going to get back on track. No Christian McCaffrey in this game. I'll take the Bucs. You're taking the Bucs? I'm going with it. It's my upset special. The Buccaneers struggled against the Giants. They got shellacked by the Saints. The Panthers, they're at home. They need something. I just think something weird's going to happen, and you're going to see Antonio Brown yelling at people on the sidelines. I'm going with the Panthers in this one. I could be completely wrong. But anyways, <laughs> moving forward, Texans at Browns. Two and six Texans, five and three Browns. Browns should be getting Nick Chubb back for this game. Dale, what's your pick here? Yeah, I'm taking the Browns because yeah. they're getting Nick Chubb back for this game. I think it'll be close, but I think the uh, the Browns win it. Yeah, and you look at the Texans, they're not a good good at stopping the run this year. One of the worst when it comes to fantasy football against in running back stoppage. So, yeah, going with the Browns. If push comes to shove, they'll just hand the ball off and run it down their throats. Now, here's an interesting – well, maybe not so interesting, but low, you know, two games between not two good teams. Uh, two and six Washington football team against the three and five Detroit Lions. Alex Smith is back in action. Dale, do you think he has enough to take down Matt Stafford? Oh, God. <laughs> That's how I feel. <laughs> I abstain. I abstain. <laughs> I don't even pick this game. <laughs> uh, I guess I'll, t I'll take Washington just because they've, they've – uh, they're yeah. more healthy. Um, you know, Alex Smith is not a great quarterback, uh, but – you know, he has a little bit more on the, going for him than I think, uh, you know, what, the Lions are going to have problems with Washington's defensive front. Right. And the other factor I have in this, the Lions are also one of the worst teams at stopping the run. I see this as a big chance for Antonio Gibson to bust loose in this game. So we're both going to keep an eye on McKissick. <laughs> keep an eye on McKissick. I got you. I got you. Um, all Big right. So game for him. We're, we um, we got so we're we're both the same there with Washington. Now I think we're gonna go both go the same way on this game. The one and seven Jaguars at the six and two Packers. I mean it's Jake Luton versus Aaron Rodgers. Are you kidding me? Yeah, that's that's an easy one. Slam dunk. Yeah, we're both going Packers. Taking the Jaguars, Chris. <laughs> no, sir. Don't you try that with me. Uh, <laughs> all right. Now for a weird one. 
Dale, have you ever seen a team with three wins and four losses take on a team with two wins and seven losses? It doesn't make sense, but that's Eagles at Giants right now. Of course, the Eagles also have a tie in there. Yeah, and I like the Eagles in this one coming off the bye. That gets them back to 500. I think they beat the Giants and, uh, you know, get on their way to going 9-6-1 uh, and one or something like that to win the East. Nine, six, and one. So you have the Eagles finishing with a winning record. Whoa. But I agree with you. Eagles win this one. I just don't like Daniel Jones at all. And I think Carson Wentz can pull this game out if it gets close in the end. Now, for one of my games of the week this week, I've got the Buffalo Bills 7-2 at the 5-3 and three Cardinals. Two interesting teams here. Two young quarterbacks that are getting it done for big plays. Dale, who has the edge in this game? I think the Bills do. I, I think Josh Allen's playing uh, good football. Um, you know, they just beat Seattle last week. Uh, mm -hmm. I think the AFC is clearly better overall than the NFC. And so I will take the AFC team, the Bills, in this game. I'm going to split with you here simply because the Cardinals are the home team. If this was in Buffalo, I think this wouldn't, this wouldn't even be close for me. But I, just, I feel something weird about that West Coast game, Bills on the road. The, the Cardinals have been good and then confusingly good and then maybe not good, but lost good. The Dolphins for God's sakes. Yeah. But the, but the Dolphins, I kind of like their, they're looking like a dark horse for me in the AFC. They might sneak some teams this year. And Oh my goodness, Josh and Chuck Taylor just ran somebody over. Uh, we're watching this during uh, we're talking, we're filming this during Thursday night football. My goodness. Anyway, so we're split there. You got the bills. I got the Cardinals going AFC West here. Three and five Broncos at five and three Raiders. The Broncos have been getting a little bit better the past few weeks, Dale. Drew Locks had two good weeks in a row football-wise and, and stat-wise, but the Raiders have also pulled off some major upsets this year. Do you think that they hold on at home? Yeah, I'm going to take the Raiders in the home game here. I, I, you know, I think the Broncos are better. I like what they're doing. I think this game will be close, but I think the Raiders pull it out. Yeah, I'm with, I'm with you. I, I like Drew Locke and what the offense is putting together for the Broncos, but just ultimately I think the Raiders got too much talent. Now, a game that I, the, typically I would think it's, it's going to be close, but I think this is actually going to really work out for the home team. Two and six Chargers at five and three Dolphins. Dolphins, I just I feel like with Tua playing well last week, and this is great. This is Tua Tagovailoa versus Justin Herbert, rookie quarterbacks, let's go. But He's playing well. The Dolphins, yeah, they had some COVID scares this week. But if Byron Jones and Xavier Howard are playing, I'm going to take them. I just think that they're too much for this Chargers team that is reeling right now with a lot of issues. I'm taking the Chargers. I'm going to take the better quarterback. I think Herbert is better. Okay, okay. He's going with the Chargers. All right, all right. Um, I've been wrong on them before. I'll be wrong again. <laughs> it's it's fine. I mean, I think I think all of us have been wrong about the Chargers a few times this year. All right. So so far, our splits are: I have the Panthers, you have the Bucks, I have the Cardinals, you have the Bills, I have the Dolphins, you have the Chargers. Wow, those are all three games where I picked the home team and you picked the away team. I don't think that's happening here though, because it's the Seahawks at the Rams, six and two at five and three. Dale, as much as the D the Seahawks defense stinks. I think that the Rams don't have enough answers to make problems for Russell Wilson. So you're taking the Seahawks. I'm going to take the Seahawks. Because I'm taking the Rams because I think their defense will cause problems. I don't, think, I don't think they're going to be able to handle that, that uh, L.A. passing game that's been, that was you know, coming off a of bye week here. I think, I, th I think Jared Goff and company get it done. I, I think this is going to end up being a shootout. I've been telling people all week, this is a, this is a Robert Woods must-start week. Um, you always start Cooper Cup, but check out uh, my DFS lineup this week. I'm stacking Rams. The, the, I think it's a smart play right now. I won. The, I won the big money last week. So, oh, good, good, good stuff, good stuff. Um, 
we got this. We, uh, I'm going with the Seahawks just because of Russell Wilson, man. I think that it's going to come down to a shootout, and he's going to make the big play. And when Jared Goff needs to, he's going to make a mistake. Uh, but this, I, this is this game's going to be really close. I think it's going to be really fun to watch. Um, last four o'clocker here. That's not the Steelers. Niners at Saints. Niners four and five. Saints six and two. I just got to pick the Saints. Yes, they're just they're they're not hurt up. Um, Sunday night football, Ravens at Patriots, six and two Ravens. I'm going with them. Ravens. Yeah. Just <laughs> Fox is not the same place without Tom Brady. Um, and then, uh, Monday all night football. All Vikings. the microphones. Don't forget those. What'd you say? All the microphones. Don't forget oh, the microphones. <laughs> yes. The microphones and the deflated footballs. Without those, they're not doing too well. Uh, but, uh, let's, let's go Monday night football here. NFC North Vikings at Bears. Does Dalvin Cook go buck wild in the Bears, or does that defense tame him and therefore the Vikings? I think it's a slower-paced, low-scoring game. I think Cook will be okay in this game. I think the Vikings uh, find a way to win this. Uh, the Bears are just not a good football team. They haven't been from the beginning of the season. Nick Foles is not playing well. Uh, Allen Robinson got hurt Thursday in practice. Uh, so I'm taking, I'm taking the Vikings. Yeah, I'm with you on that. I just I think Dalvin Cook is going to do more than enough for the Vikings offense to be viable, and that's going to create problems for this Bears defense. And like you said, I just I don't believe in the the Bears offense. Um, all right, so that's that. Now we get to the game that everybody cares about, Dale. Two five and one Bengals at the eight and zero Steelers. What is your top factor in this game? What is your top key to this game for the Steelers to make sure that they they handle their business at home, their first home game in a month, Dale? Uh, sack Joe Burrow, and I think that they will uh, a lot. Um, you know, he's been sacked 28 times this season. The, the Bengals have the worst sack ratio in the league. Uh, they have 11 sacks. They've given up uh, 28, so they're minus 17. The Steelers have the best sack ratio in the league. They've, they've had 32. They've given up 10. Uh, I think that's a major factor in this game. The Bengals can't rush the passer. The Steelers can. Both Bengals offensive tackles were on the injury report all week long. I don't think uh, Bobby Hart, their right tackle, is going to play. I think the Steelers are going to get after young Mr. Burrow. He may have some success, but I think they win this game. Yeah, I can see Joe Burrow making some plays for the Steelers or for the Bengals. But ultimately, the Steelers have been a very good red zone defense this year. They've been able to to slow teams down when they get to, when it gets close. I yeah, the see. Have been bad in the red zone this year. They're actually like fifty four percent. That's interesting. Uh, I just. I see, I see the Steelers' defense making enough big plays, and I also think the Steelers' offense, they may start slow, but I think that they're going to be able to put a pound in on this Bengals' defense. The biggest thing for me is just find a way to stay away from Jesse Bates. He's their best playmaker right now on defense. Uh, William Jackson third still athletic, but, uh, you know, if, if you stay away from Bates, I think you have a good chance with, this, with, the, with, the, with the Bengals' defense and the Steelers' weapons. To, to piece them up a bit there. Bengals also have not been good at stopping tight ends um, this year. Dale, give me a final score prediction, and what's the biggest thing that's that, – where's, where's your turning of the tide in the game in that, in that prediction? I get the Steelers winning this one 30-17. I know the Bengals have played close against most teams. Uh, they did get blown out by the Ravens earlier this year. Um, you know, I, I just think that the Steelers are going to have too much of them. And I think the Steelers start fast in this one. I think mm-hmm. we could see that uh, – we could see that no running back package early in this game as the Steelers come out and score and, and, and get ahead in this one and try to force uh, Mr. Burrow uh, to uh, play catch up the entire game. 
That'd be very interesting. I have a similar score. I'm going 31-16. I think the, the, the Bengals get an early score, and then they start to move the ball, but then you see them start to stall out and then kick field goals, and then that's when you see the Steelers start to pile it on and get touchdowns. And by mid-third quarter, we're looking at this game, and we're thinking like, uh-oh, Joe Burrow needs to put up points, and then that's when the defense says, okay, buddy, buckle up, and they're going to start hitting him, hitting him. Dale, if you had to pick a number, how many sacks do the Steelers get in this game? I think they get at least six. Six? Jeez. That's a, that's a lot. I think it's a fair number, though. I mean, especially if the offense puts gives Pittsburgh a lead, especially if, if Joe Burrow knows he's got to get back there and throw the ball deep, I, I really think that there's a good chance that we see both of these teams, uh, you know, we, we see both of these teams having, having to deal with it. But Joe Burrow under siege would be a really interesting factor to kick in there. I mean, again, it's not just Watt. It's not just Dupree. And we saw Cam Hayward. He was getting into it in the, in the last game. We saw, um, you know, Stephon Tuitt. He's been, he's been balling this, all this year. He has six sacks on the season. Right now, the Steelers have 32 sacks on the season. If they get six more, that's 38. Jeez, that's ridiculous through 10 games. They're, I mean, they're averaging almost four, four sacks a game right there. I mean, actually, right now, they're averaging four sacks a game. My goodness, that, that's insane. So there you go right there. Dale Lolly and I both think this is a, a two-score win for the Steelers. Um, and uh, they'll, they'll, they'll advance to 9-0. We'll let you know how that goes on, on the Monday version of, this, of the DK Steelers podcast when we recap the game. Dale, thanks as always for being on the show. Appreciate you, my man. We're going to take a quick break here. We come back. It's showtime where we start talking about who gets the Steelers games ball for this game and some last-minute fantasy football advice. Be right back after this. All right, y'all, it's the Showtime segment of the DK Steelers podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter. Showtime, as always, you know we pick three game ball winners for what's going to happen this weekend in the Steelers game, and then we give you a little bit of fantasy advice to go into your weekend. Of course, you can always get my full fantasy advice for every week by listening to the WPXI Fantasy Football Insider on the WPXI Now app or WPXI.com, but we also air that right here on the podcast network of DKPittsburghSports.com. But let's get you into our game ball predictions. If the Steelers are playing the Bengals, and the Bengals are one of the worst teams in the league at covering tight ends, you think that I'd be remiss to to not mention Eric Ebron with my potential game balls here. He's had two game-winning touchdowns, or not game-winning, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, not game-winning touchdowns, but he's had two back-to-back weeks with touchdowns. The last one was a game-winner for the Steelers, but I like what he's going to be able to to do to this defense. I think Jesse Bates is going to be too concerned with uh, having to to cover all the Steelers' weapons and wide receivers and, and everything. Um... The Bengals are the second worst team at stopping uh, stopping tight ends this year in fantasy football. Uh, so also get Ebron on your fantasy teams this week. The Bengals have given up 545 receiving yards and six touchdowns and 70 receptions. That's a whole lot of points right there for 
for for the tight end position. So I'm going Eric Ebron on offense here. Defense, I think that we saw a little bit of Cam Hayward closing out that closing out that game against the Cowboys, and that's what we're gonna see in this upcoming game. You saw him catching on, and this is right around the time of the year when Cam Hayward gets back into his groove. Last year he did the same thing. You saw Tua was on fire, and then as soon as Tua got hurt, Cam figured it out, and he started get, doing the things that make him a first team All Pro defensive tackle. So I'm going with my first two game balls. Ebron, Cam Hayward. My third one, I've been going back and forth on this. I've been thinking about who it could be. I want to say Ben Roethlisberger, but I feel like that's too easy. And you guys know I, I like to try and come with something big and, you know, different for, for it. Uh, you know what? I'm going to go with Joe Hayden. I think that Joe Hayden is, go is going to benefit from some from some off passes from Joe Burrow with the pressure that the Steelers are going to mount today. And you're going to see him take away a lot of big passes for the Bengals. So there you have it. My game balls, Cam Hayward, Joe Hayden, and Eric Ebron for Steelers versus Bengals this weekend. I think Ben Roethlisberger is going to have a very good day even with a, even with a week off. Um, I think that the offensive line might start to get back on track this week. I also think that the, the defensive front, they're going to challenge themselves. We're going to see how they stop Joe Mixon. That's going to be a concern. But let's get to some fantasy football advice for the rest of the weekend. Top guys I would look at, Antonio Gibson for the, for the Washington football team against the Lions. He is going to blow this Lions team out of the water. Also, with Alex Smith at quarterback, I see a lot more passes to the running back coming. That means get him in your starting lineup, even if you have a super team on, on, on him. Then, then I look around the league. I see player things I'm not doing, and I'm not starting anyone against the Chargers against this Dolphins defense. They're tough. They got the good cornerbacks. I think that unless it's Justin Herbert, you know, stop just start Justin Herbert because he's had big money. But I, I'm a little skeptical of, as far as how that's going to play out. I would also stay away from Jarek McKinnon against that Saints defense. They're going to be tough against the run. Um, the one game I am looking at for both sides is the Seahawks and the Rams game. That's going to be a shootout. If you got Robert Woods, if you got Cooper Cup, if you've got uh, 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 Henderson, Daryl Henderson, their running back, if you, whoever you've got on, on both of these teams right here, DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, start everybody. This is going to be a shootout. Both teams are going to put up a lot of points, and I see that being a very entertaining game fantasy value-wise. Also, don't forget Nick Chubb should be back this week for the Browns. They're playing the Texans. Even though you're probably thinking, eh, he might, you know, take some time to get back into the game. I'm looking at this and I'm saying, eh, the Texas rushing defense is horrible. They're going to try and get Nick Chubb warmed up against him, and I think that's a good chance chance for that. Um, the, as far as as far as the Panthers and Buccaneers, I'm a, at first I was thinking stay away from Mike Davis, but you know the. The Buccaneers have not been consistent the past two weeks. I'm a little concerned with that. I might actually start Mike Davis against them. Um, I think this might be the, might be the upset here. So um, keep, keep an eye on that. Um, also, looking around, don't forget to look at Nelson Aguilar with the Raiders. He has been putting up really good numbers for, for, for Las Vegas, and they're going up against the Broncos. Yes, the Broncos have an interesting defense, but... I'm sticking with I'm sticking with Nelson Aguilar this week. I think he does it again as a big play threat for Derek Carr, and they're going to need those against that team. Uh, the Broncos maybe three and five, but they have some sneaky good characteristics. I'd also start Drew Locke this week. He's been playing much better lately, and I think that he's going he can really help himself out with another good performance against the Raiders. Um, as for as as for looking around the league, I still think the big the, one of the games of the week is Bills Cardinals. I wouldn't not start anyone from this game. I think this is another game that has a potential to be a shootout, but I do think that the Cardinals might be able to figure some things out here. This might be the return of D-Hop, but don't be afraid to put in Christian Kirk this week. He's been putting up good numbers for them. I think he's going to continue to do that um, in going into this game. 
That's your fantasy advice. That's your Showtime segment. That's your game balls. Remember, look at Ebron, Hayward, and Hayden. I think those are your guys for this week against the Bengals. We'll find out if I was right when we return next week to recap what happened in the Bengals game on Monday. Until then, thanks for tuning in to the DK Steelers podcast. Be sure to keep tuning in. Uh, we got a lot of great stuff here on the DK Podcast Network. Everything's been, been really great. We'll be back in your ears next week.